welcome to another episode of Rolling Imperfection, the podcast for players and game masters to design perfect characters through imperfection. We cover all forms of game design, from interesting and engaging backstory creation to campaign and NPC development. Enjoy, remember to play what you love, and may your characters do something epic. Welcome back to Rolling Imperfection, the podcast for real players and GMs for history driven campaigns. I'm Steve. Put your hands in the air. I said, put your hands in the air. You just don't care? That Steve, did you? I'm Kevin. And I, I'm Steve. I think I already said that, but um, I, my hands are in that. the air. I mean, I just wondered if I should party like I just don't care. You may as well party at this point. Ruining, Woo! ruining the whole bit. <laughs> you should have let me in on the bit. <laughs> I mean, can I put my hands down? Never, never. That answers both questions, by the way. So no, I'm not going to let you in on the bit, and no, you can't put your hands down. You're doing this entire record. Their hands in the air now. Uh, this is a horrible deal. I want out. <laughs> I'll I'll take the outro. So uh, thanks for our episode. I need to put my hands down. They're getting tired. Um, <laughs> remember to like and subscribe. And you heard it here. He uh, he abdicated the outro. <laughs> no, I don't want the outro. <laughs> you can have it. <sighs> well, today we're talking. About buddy cop movies. There we go. I originally had a doc about action movies, and then I started putting it together, and I realized that... uh, It was just buddy cop movies? No. I realized that it would probably be like a three-hour doc, uh, you know, three-hour-long episode kind of a doc. Ah. I could finally break that two-page doc, though. You don't, you know, Mm. you don't need to, no. I I think it's better that we have like a trilogy of one-hour episodes or something, you know? (laughs) I see old trilogy actually i i think this is coming off of a couple of short episodes but it's been a while since we recorded uh i am uh, four teeth lighter and i uh i sound the same and uh, yeah. everything went fine and i'm good so uh yeah i was gonna say i haven't had a chance to do uh my change but i'm trying to make sure everything transfers over exactly the same i'll probably uh check that with the next few days and make sure that my settings carried over but yeah so, good, nice. good to hear at least you didn't sound different because you're the one that we can't control <laughs> if, if your voice changed a lot. I'll, I'll never be contained. Can't stop, won't stop. Don't stop till you get enough. <laughs> Don't stop till you get enough. <laughs> I would like to note any quotes from Rush Hour are us doing a Chris Tucker voice. It's not meant as any form of racism. No. It's a very distinct voice. <laughs> I guess that's true, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the whole movie is basically about racism, but... <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's about the glorious utopia of if we'd elected Jackie Chan president like we really should have. Did he run? He can't run. He's he's not even American. I was going to say, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm actually not sure about his citizenship status, but he was born in uh, Hong Kong. Uh, so Yeah, I was going to say, sure I remember him. He, he did most of his work in Hong Kong. He had an estate uh, that I think got taken away, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> world, world situations aside. True. So yeah, today we're talking about uh, uh, how to do your buddy cop RP. Um, I mean, how I don't implement buddy cop ideas into your RP. Oh, uh, okay. There we go. Yeah, I was gonna say like I don't know if this necessarily has to be like two people. But... No, no. I uh, I am going to talk about that later. Oh, okay, cool. But uh, yeah, um... yeah. So I guess here's where I do like the history and stuff. Sorry, I said it's been a while. <laughs> it's been like a <laughs> month since we recorded. Uh. Yeah, yeah, it has. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about uh, that. Wow, okay, yeah, I guess that makes sense. So this genre is relatively new. Um, technically, the oldest instance of it 
is kind of Akira Kurosawa's stray dog, which instigated both the police procedural and the buddy cop. Uh, It has elements, especially of like older, wiser cop and like rookie. It is quite good. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I know I said Akira Kurosawa already. And oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, (laughs) it is uh, it is honestly one I'd really recommend. Uh, But the genre really didn't get going until like the 70s where it like sort of appeared like you could kind of squint and call French Connection one. And there's a there's a couple others, Uh, but it's really a genre of the 80s and 90s. Those are like a lot of the best ones. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah. Um, Nice recent genre for once. It's not me going back to like the Victorian era or. (laughs) The Dawn of Man, possibly pre-man, like our fairy tale episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the first thing I guess I'd like to say, uh, oh, after, you know, Buddy Cop is uh, essentially usually unlikely teammates, but teammates placed on a mission by an authority figure. So cop is optional, uh, especially in today's day. I feel like you could easily do a D&D Buddy Cop style thing, and it'd be super fun, you know? I agree. Yeah. Um, I mean, even if you're doing like a modern setting uh, and you'd be like, oh, well, then it's got to be buddy cop, right? Well, it doesn't have to be, you know, cops. It could be uh, people in military situation. I feel like actually like some of the military movies have like a little bit of this. Sometimes you'll have like two people that get stuck together that don't like each other, but they happen to be in the same platoon and now they're stranded together and they have to help each other get out of situations. I watch a lot of war movies, but that's what I remember anyway. No, no, no. That is uh, that is accurate. Okay, yeah. I mean, I guess you could even stretch it to um, to something like Enemy Mine, which is a science fiction movie where uh, Dennis Quaid crashes uh, on an alien planet with a- an alien race that they're warring against, and they become uh, friends. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's definitely... Uh, I mean, that one doesn't quite have the mission aspect of it, but it's definitely a more oh, versatile yeah. genre than it sounds. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, that's essentially my first thing. Not They're not necessarily cops. You got FBI, you got private detectives, you got spies, you got all the weirder stuff we just said. Sometimes just one officer and a civilian. Um, It's, you know, (laughs) it's just pretty much unlikely pairings is like, I feel like the heart of it. It's not always super unlikely, but usually there's at least a little friction. You could always even have like an office space type thing. Uh, I mean, office space isn't really anywhere near a buddy cop, but I mean, like uh, you could do something in like an office setting. I feel like as far as like a buddy cop type thing story. So you could put it into like literally anything. It could be some sort of like, you know, if you want to stick to D and D like a merchant business or something like that. Um, if you wanted to have a more economic style setting, uh, or whatnot, but yeah, it's, it's very flexible. You just have to use your imagination. Yeah. Uh, and the, the friction is not always just differing personalities though. It helps. It helps. (laughs) Yeah. Um, often we have, uh, old and young, or veteran and rookie, like in uh, the classic Lethal Weapon. And, uh, you know, Donald Glover throughout that movie says, uh, you know, I'm too old for this shit. And (laughs) that's one of the jokes. And their relatively different experiences are what kind of drive through the movie. Uh, Then you, of course, have the straight man and the wild one, or the neat freak and the slob, or... (laughs) The bu- person who's by the book and the loose cannon. Uh, something like uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh, in this case, it's a cop and a civilian. 
uh, Val Kilmer and Robert Downey Jr. Uh, and Robert Downey Jr. is just like, he he's just a mess. His character's a mess. And Val Kilmer is very like neat, put together on top of his game. So you'll end up with an exchange like Robert Downey Jr. saying, is, is she dead? And then Val Kilmer goes, no, she's just resting her eyes for a minute. Of course she's fucking dead. Her neck's broken. <laughs> I didn't want to say that um, this actually reminded me that you could actually have this be like something that's just like between two characters or maybe even three characters within a larger group. So if you have two characters that wanted to have like kind of like at odds that are constantly like together in almost all situations and they have like very similar goals they have to go with along with the party so when the party splits up these are the two that stick together um to do whatever tasks they have to do uh it works really well uh because this is kind of uh i mean it wasn't intentional that we did this but it just ended up being um a thing that happened in penance was like nick's character morrow and my character sos atka i had the very like straight man like, we need to do this mission. I don't want to deal with anybody's shit. I just want to get this stuff done. Um, I, I don't give a crap. And he was just like, I just want to have fun and just do whatever the fuck ever because, you know, hey, you YOLO. <laughs> True. So. And I encouraged it. Although more often I put Maro with our friend M's character, Lawrence. Oh, yeah. Because they were True. even more opposites. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I guess that's another aspect is you could have uh, uh, multiple aspects in that way, especially if you have someone that's, uh, if you have like a, a party that, kind of diverges a little bit so sometimes you have um you know person a b and c in your in your group but then person a can't make it so you have you know an extra person that shows up instead and you have b c and d now you know like different um like groups on different sessions that could be a good way if you have someone that's always there to have like a different dynamic with you know multiple people um very true and i mean you talked a little bit about layering and including kind of multiple of these aspects and i think yep. In addition to the ones we've had, the different cultures can be pretty much put into anything. Uh, you know, if they're from different cultures, you can find stuff that doesn't quite intersect. And, you know, you might be able to get a, a whole comedy trilogy out of it. Well, like two in a little bit of uh, the last one. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm talking about Rush Hour, which we totally watched. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if we talk about it. <laughs> But oh, okay. uh, I'm going to leave this opportunity to just say that it's uh, only two movies, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we revisited three. Yeah. Which doesn't exist. No, <laughs> it doesn't. No. One and two are great uh, though. Yeah. I, I still think one and two are good. You know, time, uh, you gotta, you gotta put them in the proper time, but I, I, I still thought they were fairly, uh, fairly funny. Jackie, Jackie's still good. Still doing stunts in those ones. It's good. It's good time. True. True. Yeah. But uh, do you want our different cultures quote, Steve? I know you do. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> Man, no one understands the words that are coming out of your mouth. Ah, uh, uh, you went the Jackie one from Rush Hour 2. Yeah, I mean, we could do uh, the first one. You know, it's the same line, just reverse <laughs> the role. I mean, that's. I guess that's kind of a, a good aspect to kind of point out is that, like, you know, when you have these two opposites, eventually they're going to see, like, eye to eye on certain things and they're going to, like, step on, you know, each other's toes but then they might kind of like reverse sides a little bit in some aspects. So like, I don't know. That's something that that like rush hour just does really well. They have yeah, a lot they, of like they, back and forth that just blends together. Well, that not only that they establish how different both the characters are and Jackie Chan is definitely more like the straight man. 
Yeah. And Chris Tucker is more of like the loose cannon wild guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they have that going on too, for sure. But they establish kind of their traits and they then they come together and they establish why they don't work and then they establish why they do work. And I think the movie just does it really well through just a kind of collection of different uh, different charming moments together. Also makes the characters likable. Very true. Very true. But yeah, uh, in addition to different cultures, you can have different classes within the same culture, uh, which is essentially what happens in Beverly Hills Cop, which is thanks to Rush Hour 2, they're part of the same universe, uh, <laughs> which I hadn't remembered till we watched it. And I was like, that character's from Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, it's the, the clothing designer. Oh, that's who you were talking about. Oh, okay. I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah, he's huh. from Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, he gets really ridiculous in the third one, but I thought okay. you just went, they were doing an homage to it. I didn't realize that like, they would nope, like same actor, same character. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, but that has very, you know, very class frame. Uh, Eddie Murphy comes to Beverly Hills from Detroit. Uh, <laughs> he's, uh, used to a less wealthy neighborhood. So you'll end up with him saying, uh, things like, uh, you know, this is the cleanest and nicest police car. I've ever been in in my life. This thing's nicer than my apartment. And it's true. They show his apartment. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Then, of course, you have the, uh, you know, very different pairings, uh, like uh, the classic man and dog, <laughs> uh, like Turner and Hooch, which uh, is hilarious. And we were joking um, when we were, because uh, we're starting up a new game with our friend uh, Nick, hopefully, soon, eventually. Uh, <laughs> And there was like a war dog class in the burning wheels rules. Oh yeah. And we were like all joking about it. And I was like, I actually think that would be kind of cool. You know, monster almost, uh, well, I mean, he wanted to take it, but unfortunately it requires too much at the start. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Should have bent it. He bent the rules for me. I'm like a decade older than the rest of you. Well, I mean, you're supposed to be like several decades older than us, but well, I mean, in terms of life paths, anyway, not uh. If, oh if, no, I'm if not you had stuck to your your races, uh, life paths, and not the human life paths. That's what I meant. But yeah. Oh no, still only a decade, probably. Oh okay. I thought the orc ones yeah. were just like super super long in comparison to the human ones. No, but yeah. <laughs> so uh, got Turner and Hooch. Uh, at one point, uh, Turner, played by Tom Hanks, has just brought Hooch, played by I can't remember the dog actor's name. Sorry, dog actor. Uh, back to his place and uh it's essentially like a neat guy slob thing but the neat guy's human and the slob is a dog <laughs> so he's showing him around the house and explaining the rules to like the dog <laughs> and so he goes these are the simple rules no barking no growling you will not lift your leg to anything in this house this is not your room no slobbering no chewing you will wear a flea collar this is not your room. No begging for food. No sniffing of crotches. And you will not drink from my toilet. This is not your room. And he's kind of showing him all the rooms that are not his room. And he ends up putting the poor dog in like a closet. I, 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 he's a little he's a little mean. I know. Really rooting for Hooch in that movie. But <laughs> yeah. So uh, one thing to, uh, that kind of came to mind with this is that if you're not sure what your playgroup's going to be like, uh, you could always make your own fun by having this sort of dynamic if your game will let you have like a wolf or a dog and i'm surprised you didn't do a little bit like more of this with uh 
your character. Oh, with Roe and, and Sylvia? Sylvia, yeah. Because uh, you totally Ro had that opportunity, my, but that was like a long time ago. So, <laughs> yeah, Roe was my druid. Sylvia was my wolf, and um, I feel like Sylvia was too too good of a girl for. Uh, oh yeah, I guess that's true. For too yeah. much of this, that's true. But she could have developed that dynamic with someone else. Probably oh not yeah, that's very actor. true. Yeah, that's true. Actually, it would have been really funny to have like the opposite. Like the wolf is like the the like neat and tidy one. <laughs> And then we had someone like Lagdor, your freaking ogren, oh, who's yeah. like a slob. Although you had a little bit of that going on, right? Because your your goblin helper was really like dapper, right? Uh, no, I was the dapper one, no, and the you goblin was right. the. Because uh... <laughs> remember, we so found him in like a small cave or something, like yeah. wandering through like a cavern, and there's like a bunch of goblins, and one of them was like the leader, and I like wrestled him <laughs> and beat him, and he's just like. Your leader now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, feel free to mix this stuff up. Uh, uh, another one, because I feel like it's got to be mentioned, even though both Steve and I are, aren't big fans of the Bad Boys series. <laughs> yeah. But you have the ladies man and the family man. And that creates complications because, you know, the ladies man like like doesn't care frequently. And the family man is frequently like, dude, like calm down like what what are you doing <laughs> so yeah and of course of course it can be uh it could be an, a, a gentleman's lady and uh, a family gal uh or a uh, a uh, whatever i'm into uh other and uh the uh the family uh the family uh, head of the polycule the, these are all fine any any way you want to make it <laughs> but uh yeah you'll end up with something like look man i can get my sex at home okay don't deny me this. What, what are you talking about, man? You sleep with a beautiful woman every day. I'm married. That's what married means. It means you sleep together, but you can't get none. <laughs> so sometimes it ends up uh, a little reverse there. And that was uh, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. Uh, hilariously, if you put in Bad Boys 1, Martin Lawrence is like the headliner and Will Smith is like the, the B act, which I just think is kind of hilarious. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Though I don't know. We'll... we'll We'll see if this slap, the slap thing won't do anything. Will Smith will be fine. But uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, for the future, Will Smith slapped uh, Chris Rock at the Oscars. And it's like a thing right now. And I'm basically been over it since it happened. But, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, honorable mention, maybe? Kind of? Sort of? Uh, Fast and the Furious, oddly enough. That's <laughs> a little bit of this dynamic, doesn't it? Um, Does it? You've got uh, first Vin three. Diesel with uh, family, and then you've got uh, whatever the main guy, I can't remember who the, the actor is, the main actor. Paul but, Walker? Uh, but yeah, isn't he R. like flirtatious with like everybody in that movie? Dude, I can't remember. It's okay. been a long time. It's been a long time. time. Maybe my memory's bad, so sorry if I'm wrong, but I thought it was. <laughs> he had a partner mm. in that one too, but I don't remember what his partner was like. Um, Didn't his partner like die? I can't remember. Ah, uh, probably. There were so many movies. He probably died in one of them. Everyone died and came back in, in, yeah, in all of those movies. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was part of Vin Diesel's thing. It was just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do my one thing and then die doing what I love. And then he's back for like, the other movies. And it's like, all right. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, and finally, kind of the, the last classic pairing is Master and Student. A little bit like Veteran and Rookie, but usually this is like a longer relationship. Um, and longer relationships entail more of like 
kind of the pet peeves you build up over years. So they like know each other, but also like annoy each other. Uh, like we've talked about Largo and Rios frequently. Oh on this. yeah, true. Um, and they they aren't master and student, but they know they knew each other a long time, and so they would like snipe and yeah, do all that sort of stuff. So you can have mismatched people who haven't just met. You know. True. Yeah. This is actually the one we almost cut. <laughs> <laughs> true. Um, but yeah, so you'll end up with uh, I don't know. You want to do this one, Steve? Uh, the lines or uh. Yeah, the lines. The lines. Or, or do you want to team up for this one? Oh, we could team you be up Danny, for this one. I'll be, uh, I'll be Nicholas Angel. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, did we mention this is Hot Fuzz? Um, oh, this is Hot Fuzz. Yeah, Hot Fuzz for reference. Uh, Officer Nicholas Angel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I wish I could remember the, the beginning of that movie where they basically go over all of his, like, um, uh, his, like, honors and stuff. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. And then you have the country bumpkin cop who just sits in his car and eats ice cream. <laughs> but yeah. Coroneto. Have you ever fired two guns while jumping through the air? No. Have you ever fired one gun while jumping through the air? No. Have you ever been in a high speed pursuit? Yes, I have. Have you ever fired a gun while in a high speed pursuit? No. <laughs> you ever fired so, a gun uh, in the air while got off? <laughs> no, I've never fired a gun up in the air while screaming ah. Point and Brink or Bad Boys 2? Spoilers. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to stop. You mean which one I'll prefer? <laughs> no, which one are you watching first? <laughs> uh, I do have to admit, it's not a bad average. Uh, you know, got uh, Bad Boys 2. Not my favorite, but I get it. Got Point Break. Catherine Bigelow. A lot of people love it. I don't think it's her best, but it, it's it's enjoyable. Early Keanu. Oh, yeah, he and, is in that, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. He's the rookie, technically. Um, he's the guy that goes and then, ah, right? Yeah, and then Danny <laughs> finds a super cop in the '99 uh, P bin uh, later. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Super cop's really good. Speaking of Jackie Chan, that one he has uh, both the like jokey uh, Jackie Chan's jokey uh, like silly cop, and Michelle Yao is like this uh, straight laced cop, and Jackie Chan's from Hong Kong, and Michelle Yao's from China. So yeah, you got some stuff in that one. Uh, but yeah, uh, so you have a lot of pairings to choose from, right? Yes. Which naturally means awesome you villains. can have what? I would say awesome villains. Yes. I mean, you should always have awesome villains, but. <laughs> you should always have awesome villains. So if you've got this complicated stuff going on with your heroes, you should have really cool villains. And quite frequently, buddy cop villains are like very powerful. <laughs> like not necessarily like physically powerful, although sometimes, but like wealth powerful like sometimes so powerful that he can stand in front of both of the heroes and just laugh at them um thinking uh i mean one of my favorite standouts is admittedly in the less good uh lethal weapon 2 but uh you've got diplomatic immunity (laughs) and then uh yeah and then the the punchline at the end of that one is uh they shoot him anyway so (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't usually recklessly spoil things, but Russia or Rush Hour Two, but Lethal Weapon Two is. I found it just a little bit of a slog. Uh, so, I mean, my thought when you went there was uh, the scene in Hot Fuzz where the uh, captain is uh, talking uh, to the two character or the two main characters who are like then like trying to turn the rest of the like police force and go like, no, this is wrong. Like, think about what you're doing here, and they're like, you know what, we all that is. 
wrong, huh? And then he just kind of like argues with them while holding two pistols. They all have like shotguns and rifles and he's just kind of like, you know, talking them down and he gets mad and shoots a chandelier on him and runs away. (laughs) He isn't even from round here. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Um, But they do. And that movie definitely has it have lots of hench people, sometimes distinctive. I mean, uh, that one has like the preacher, the doctor, the shop lady. Freaking Mr. Um, Skinner. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking Timothy Dalton. Oh, he's so cool. He kind of has a buddy cop go- thing going in his Bond movies in the 80s uh, a little bit. And the one where uh, Felix Leiter's in it. Though that doesn't last for the whole movie. But yeah. So lots of hench people. Feel free to make them distinct. Feel free to make them also somewhat dysfunctional. Also disposable. Also disposable. Yeah. <laughs> you need to have lots of disposable hench people. And honestly... I would not worry too much about like the super plausibility of it, you know, make them powerful enough that nothing matters, you know, make them powerful enough that nothing matters. Can you describe that a bit more? Yeah. Yeah. Make them so powerful and so disconnected and so amoral that they don't mind like throwing tons of people's lives away. Oh yeah. Destroying a city. Like that's the kind of people that are frequently in buddy cop movies, you know? True. Yeah. I mean, it kind of goes with the territory is like generally for like a buddy cop movie, you have like two characters that are um, not necessarily just opposites, but also like at odds with each other. But in that way, they come from two different, like at least thought processes. And so they kind of cover for each other's weaknesses, which is another part of um, like the whole like buddy cop genre is that it's almost like having like individually they have strengths and weaknesses, which you should have. And you should have flaws and you should have, you know, imperfection for your characters. But together, they're like a like an unstoppable force because they, they basically like cancel each other's, you know, flaws and they're just like a perfect unit. Um, yeah. In a way. So, yeah. And having a personal connection or just having the enemy slight them at the beginning so they have a reason to go after them definitely helps. True. Uh, I think, I think you can complicate them, but in this case, not a hundred percent needed, you know. They can be. They could just be a threat, you know. They could just be an asshole trying to do a thing that's very selfish. Yeah. Yeah. Also, they've got to have a scheme, possibly a series of schemes, depending on how long you want this thing to go. And uh, these schemes are complex, multifaceted, and uh, should generally take place over I don't know multiple uh, locations, preferably. <laughs> uh true. I agree. Yeah. I mean, that kind of goes with like the territory with like most campaign settings is that you kind of want to have some variance in there, but, uh, right. But this is more of like wherever they go, there's like something going on with this, this villain, you know? True. Yeah. And it's usually like, oh, we have this clue from this one place that leads us over to this other area that's completely different and a new setup. It's almost like different levels in a video game almost. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. Uh, and then, you know, you might go back to like one place several times weeding out different forms of corruption yeah uh and frequently it really works if you involve something personal for one or more of the heroes uh we just watched rush hour the first one jackie chan's character has a very personal connection with the kidnapped little girl sue young and the second one jackie chan has a very personal connection (laughs) with one of the villains who killed his father so yeah and uh chris tucker has uh um what was it what was it with his father i mean he like touched on it a few times about how like his father was a cop 
And oh, well, he identifies with Jackie's yeah. struggle. Yeah, that's what it was, yeah. He identifies with Jackie's struggle because both of their fathers were cops who died on the job. Yeah. Which is a good way to you know, bond your heroes. You're very different, but you have this thing that's, you know, in common, right? Yep. Yeah. And then we get to um, the love interest, which I would recommend making more complex than is in most buddy cop movies. Uh, they're usually pretty snarky and, like, strong-willed. Uh, sometimes the love interest is, like, there for the the buddy cops to, like, fight over. Eh, I'll work it out. I'd say if you're going to stray from the genre, do it here. <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, I think love interests could use some work in these. Uh, sometimes the buddy cops are love interests with each other, which is uh, provides some interesting tension. But uh, yeah. Uh, one thing you could do with this as well is if you don't want to have uh, love interest be uh, something here or maybe your players aren't comfortable with that type of RP. We've talked about that before. Uh, but it, it could just be something even like minor or episodic or even dependent on the area that the characters are in for them to happen to fight over. Uh, like maybe one character really loves gambling and the other one absolutely hates it and he thinks it's despisable and they come up to a situation and the one that loves gambling thinks of a perfect idea that, you know, like, Hey, you know, this, this place, they got some gambling. We could totally get in here get in a few games, talk to a few important people, get a little bit of information. And the other guy's like, uh-uh, nope, nope. I don't want none of that. You know, anything for them to have kind of like a squabble and character interaction is really good in this type of genre. So, I mean, like, love interest is a good way to do, like, a reoccurring um, theme or, like, dispute uh, that you can all of a sudden be like, oh, she's here, and now both the characters are, like, immediately, you know, like, you know, like nudging each other and getting each other out of the way and trying to, you know, like, one-up each other. But it doesn't have to be necessarily love interest. True, true. Also, look, Steve, I'm cute, like Snoopy, all right? <laughs> People think I'm cute, like Snoopy. <laughs> Oh, so, she's just standing around not doing much. <laughs> God, I love that film. It's so dumb and funny. So yeah, with the adaptation angle, I agree with Steve that you can have multiple members. Uh, keep in mind your goal is to have the heroes start differently and become friends despite their adversity. Uh, this means not just complementing specialities or weapons, but the personality conflicts we mentioned. Uh, we had uh, quite a bit of this with uh, what I called our, our three soldiers game. Oh, yeah. Where you were kind of the loose cannon. <laughs> yes, I was I was the flirtatious loose cannon. Yeah. Um, Trong was kind of the more like, let's get this done. Workaholic. I can't believe we're doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, workaholic. And then uh, you had Monster's <laughs> character. Who's the lazy sniper. <laughs> super lazy and just was like guys can we can we not you know <laughs> yeah i forgot about that so that's that a good way to a, do a trifecta yeah yeah that kind of a triangle really works then there were like a few other smaller things like uh steve's character and trunk's character had some like sexual tension going on yeah um, yeah it was it was mostly one-sided but yes true, true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah so those are things to like keep in mind um, I also think the wounded partner thing is good for once in a while, putting the heat on, you know? Oh, okay. I was I was thinking like the the partner that's a little bit, um, I, well, I, I know what you mean by like, you know, having like one of them get wounded and they have to like uh, get out of a situation. But um, I was thinking it's like, oh yeah, they could actually have like a different like aspect of a character where you have one character who's like super energetic and 
like agile, but he's got to wait for the old man who's, you know, like a little <laughs> bit slower or has been through some shit and, you know, like has a limp and can't do like oh, crazy man. acrobatic stuff. But yeah. Yeah. Then you have to do the classic scene of like the, the young pup has to do like all these acrobatics and like jumps and running and blah, blah, blah. And they get to the end and the old person has beaten them there because they took the smart route and slapped the handcuffs <laughs> on them. Yeah, I mean, you could also do, you know, have one character is like doing all this like fancy stuff. And then the other guy just comes up and goes like, what the fuck are you doing? And just shoots the guy. Um, <laughs> uh, the Indiana Jones special. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> the I'm I'm too sick to do, you know, this fight scene. So I'm just going to shoot the guy. Bang. Next scene. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Iconic cinema. Um, but yeah, uh, no, I meant partner gets wounded and they have to fight their way out. But yeah, yeah. All that yeah. works. Yeah. Um, you also have, right, they have a boss, in theory, who's given them the job, and quite frequently, and this is just a, like, cop trope, it's a tough boss who hates them, you know? <laughs> who's like, one more screw up and you're off the force type of thing, and, you know, that can cause tension because one of the characters might suck up to the boss, one of them might be fairly neutral, one of them uh, is, uh, you know, on the shit list. <laughs> so... There are ways to make these kind of dynamics interesting and just remember what kind of a broad range of like other characters uh, there are, you know? True. Uh, and this also goes for uh, the antagonistic rival agency, which I'm going to have to do a little bit of explaining because like that explains it, but <laughs> not really. <laughs> so in Rush Hour, we have LAPD, um, you know, uh, Carter, played by Chris Tucker. And you have Hong Kong, I think like Secret Service or Special Service. What do they have over there? Um, uh, I thought he was just police officer. I thought he, he was, was a he was a friend of the ambassador. Maybe I thought because he was doing like a like a big bust. It seemed more anyway. Yeah, I don't remember. I, I, I think in the matter. second movie they say that he's like, oh, we're gonna put Hong Kong police uh, on this job because you were in Hong we're in Hong Kong, and so. Mm. But he might have been Jackie. Might have been like a high level police officer i don't really know yeah yeah i mean he is a high level police officer yeah uh, he's chief inspector ah true but uh so they in the first one encounter the fbi who just wants both of them gone <laughs> yep <laughs> they want uh carter to take lee and just get out of their way while they run their playbook um this is another very like very typical thing in uh action movies uh like die hard famously uh, we're going to need a couple of new FBI guys, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, and they, they can appear like differently. Uh, you can play them as straight evil. Sometimes they're literally like, oh, no, we work for the antagonist. Ha ha ha. Um, sometimes they're just goofy. Um, they end up really goofy and like die hard, like barely competent. Um, <laughs> but they're always just kind of terrible people. You know, they are assholes. And th this is true for Rush Hour, right? They're not bad necessarily, but they're douchebags. And you can have them play off of that. Heck, do the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants thing. Uh, although those are direct antagonists. But have them, you know, be there. Be a, be a thorn in your side. Play with the characters. Have them have antagonistic relationships with the other characters. Heck, that's a good way to make one of the members of the team kind of off right they may have been transferred from 
those guys. True. That's what happens to uh, Chris Tucker is that uh, his agency's tired of his uh, shit and uh, like, oh my God, what am I going to do with this guy? And it's like an opportunity for something where he just basically gets to like fuck off and do something for the FBI and he's out of our hair. Great. Yeah. So, (laughs) so these are kind of the main pillars that you can take adapted into something else. Use this as a base, adapt some other stuff in. It's all good, right? Yep. Um, there are naturally a few genre blending things that I wanted to mention. We're talking about a little um, bit already, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. We did the comedy one. Hot Fuzz is comedy and a, and a buddy cop movie, and it works really well. Yep. Uh, you can also throw in some sci-fi. Uh, there's a movie called The Hidden with... Um, oh, God. Now I'm blanking on his name. With the guy from uh, Twin Peaks. Yeah, it's not coming to me. I was going to say, uh, you don't, don't expect me to answer that because I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's an alien, um, and he teams up with a cop uh, to hunt an alien fugitive, and yeah, that's kind of cool. It's kind of neat. Throw in a little, uh, you know, have a magic cop or something. Um, you could do the different cultures that way. It's it's a good idea. Uh, there's, of course, also superheroes. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the uh, Disney Plus show. Uh, they knew each other from before. They have a f- they had a friend in common. The friend is dead, causing a little friction. Uh, and you have kind of the uh, the PTSD ridden Winter Soldier who's like not trusted by the their bosses and um, just kind of down on himself. Uh, but he has superpowers. And then the Falcon, who's a dude with a bird costume, uh, as uh, <laughs> as I believe they di- he disrespectfully says in like. Civil War, I think, but um, yeah, uh, but he's more a beat. He also has like family ties that are bringing him down. Um, it, it's a good dynamic, and I think it shows the kind of buddy cop thing done right in a in a superhero context. So uh, yeah, I don't know, Steve. Did you have anything else? Uh, no, I don't think so. Just you know, try and have some sort of like differing like viewpoints or opinions, and if these are your players. Or if this is your character and someone else's character that you want to have this interaction with, um, that's great. Try and have, you know, like a good dynamic, something for you guys to play off of each other to create scenes. Uh, all the better if it creates scenes with, you know, someone else, like we mentioned earlier, like having uh, three people in our, our soldier game where they're able to play off each other because they all have like different, like very different <laughs> personalities. <laughs> um, yeah. Actually, you just reminded me of... Um... Oh, maybe I should do an episode on this. Be careful about stirring the pot. You want you want to have moments. Oh yeah. When you break your heroes apart, and you have you want to have moments when you bring them together, and timing with that is very crucial. So maybe I'll hey, I gotta add it to the doc. <laughs> Build it like I'll a soap opera. Yeah. You gotta have relationships yeah. form and then break and then come back again in the next episode. <laughs> or maybe even they they stay uh you know play with it a little bit. Oh, yeah, but uh, yeah, this is a classic. What used to be the average length for our episodes. Um, oh yeah, true. Uh, but yeah, uh, be sure to play what you love. And until next time, may your characters do something epic. Now can I get a little mushu? Nope, not episode sixty nine. We almost made it. Th- <laughs> no, we have to do it every on. episode. I guess now I'm, re- I'm restarting the counter. <laughs> All you wanted was a little mushu.
Thank you for listening. If you have any comments, questions, interjections, queries, notes, formal challenges, or suppositions, please email us at roimperfection at gmail.com. That's R-O-I-M-P-E-R-F-E-C-T-I-O-N at symbol G-M-A-I-L dot com. Or follow us on Twitter at roimperfection or Instagram search roimperfection. You can also visit our website at roimperfection.com. If you enjoyed our work, leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a great week, everybody.